All right. Well, welcome back to the Full Grim Podcast. This is episode nine. I'm your host, Nick Grim Green, and I am just overly excited for today's guest. He is a writer. He writes for the New York Times Magazine, for CJR.org. He was a writer for Vice, and most recently, he writes for Filter Mag about nicotine and other drugs. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, the prolific Alex Norcia. <clears throat> yeah, might as well, Alex right? Norcia. Yeah, I started reading. You know what I, I I just read just this morning was the one you did about uh, John Krasinski and the good news thing he did? Oh, that one, yeah. People yeah. got mad about that. Really? People got mad? I mean, I think like... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I made the mistake of reading the comment section on that one in part because there were a lot of them, you know? Like, anytime oh, okay. you see, like, 200 comments, you're kind of... My interest was peaked. Um, yeah, I think they thought I was... Um, can I curse on this thing? Shitting all over a... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a good a good, uh, a good, good thing. But, um, yeah, the response is mixed. Yeah, uh, right. I did not like that show. Did you see it? I didn't, I didn't really like it either. <laughs> I didn't really like, I didn't get it. It was all over the place and I saw it on Reddit and Twitter and all over the place and, so, you know, good, what was it called? Some good news. Yeah. I mean, and people were yeah, flipping out and I kind of like didn't a, get it. No, I didn't mean to sound like such a crank either, but it was sort <laughs> of, um, it was, yeah, it was it just, yeah. Like, I mean, like I said in the piece too, it was just like yeah. this sort of ham handed distraction. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was in New York at the time and it was just sort of like, you're trapped inside and this guy's just trying to tell you um oh. from his lovely home that it's all yeah. gonna be hey just cheer up hey just yeah, exactly. be happy well well exactly. quarantine wait lockdown in new york yeah so i mean i kind of had a wild um i was there in mar i was there in march when did this this i mean i, I i'm like losing track of time but yeah okay, last march yeah it so i was happens. there i was there for a few months and then um my grandmother had died in February, so there was this house sitting. She had a house in the Jersey Shore, so it was just sort of sitting there. Oh. Um, so I went there for like a month or two um, just to sort of escape yeah. uh, the city, which was a sort of a weird blessing. And then I went back to the city in like the summertime, mm -hmm. and then my partner's from Arizona. So I actually drove out from the East Coast to Phoenix and spent – the whole summer here and now i'm basically back and i'm in phoenix now again oh that's good yeah i'm imagining that like lockdown quarantine in a new york city apartment is not something that you want to experience for too long no and it's like it was yeah i mean i had roommates at the time like um it's and everyone has sort of different comfort levels between like yep. especially that time too um yeah i mean it was just a nightmare on every level um the summer wasn't so bad because you could actually, you know, go outside, but it wasn't very fun in the beginning. No, yeah, it wasn't very fun in the beginning, but we also, or you, you were know. just, you were just holed up in, you're in LA, right? Yeah, I'm in LA and thankfully, man, like we lucked out so hard. We bought this house uh, in the Valley, sh like shortly before quarantine. It was like the summer before quarantine started. Right. And previously we were just in a, a, like a two bedroom Hollywood apartment. Um, which was great. Like I love living in Hollywood, but I couldn't imagine being quarantined Just like, in this little space yeah, for... in this little space, yeah. especially with like all of the shared spaces of that, that come along with an apartment building. Like you're all right. touching the same doors and the same, right. yeah, everything. And there's people and germs and, you know, so oh, yeah. And then they, 
the laundry issue too. That was another thing in New York. Oh like my where God. my girlfriend was doing it in the bathtub with like a stick thing. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's that's like pioneer style laundry. Yeah, like we're on twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, but we're lucky to have this house and I you know, I have a swimming pool in the backyard. We have a great big house. I'm I'm at home with my wife. She works from home. So honestly, it's been quarantine I mean, quarantine's been stupid and it's been rough and you know, you can't see your friends and you can't go out, but all things considered, I'm pretty lucky here and we're pretty yeah, lucky. We've been doing that's- Oh, it sounds like you know ideal scenario, honestly. It's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty ideal. I mean, apart from uh, you know having yeah. to constantly defend vaping everywhere I turn and to everybody that I run across, and yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> have, have you found it? Uh, it's funny because I think it's like becoming. I don't know why. I mean, maybe perhaps because this pandemic's kind of concluding, but it seems yeah. like it's on more people's radar again. Yeah, you have that feeling? it does. I, I definitely have that feeling. It's something I've been talking about to a lot of people, but I feel like not only is it kind of coming back a little bit, but I really legitimately feel like things are shifting a little bit. Like, yeah, tide, I mean, it, tides are changing a little bit. I, I would I, I, I would agree with that. Um, and even um, I got my I got my hands on um, going to review. There's two jewel books coming out at the end of may that sort of chart there whatever oh, really? rising fall or whatever but you know i half expected i'm probably like three quarters through one of them and i was like you know going into it thinking this is going to be sort of a you know one-sided nonsense and it's pretty even keeled even um which i was like surprised really? about um i mean it's definitely negative toward jewel obviously right but, is um, it are the books <laughs> presented as like a kind of a scathing jewel well, type of I mean it's you know. weird because I think the book is marketed almost as like you remember that Theranno story where the woman like basically tricked people into um believing that she had developed technology to like draw blood by pricking your finger and it was just gonna be this whole medical breakthrough and then it turned out she was just like making all this stuff up. <laughs> I, I it's, very vaguely it's, remember it's that. almost the the, I, the marketing around it seems like it's that, right? It's like called big vape and there's like, you know, the covers right, exactly what you right. imagine, right? Oh, there's this like, is the one that they're turning into a Netflix uh yes, whatever show or yeah, something. Show or something. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, like a six parter or something. Um but yeah, uh, I'm almost done with it. It really just charts the rise and sort of complications of Jewel. Um, yeah, there's not much like other stuff. Um, Doesn't so mention far. other vaporing, other other anything the, other than just. There's certainly there's certainly mentioned, and there's some people who are like like Clive Bates is in there. David okay. Abrams is in there. Like so, yeah. there's some THR sort of advocates, but in um, sort of a flyby chapter you know what i mean oh okay it's sort of presenting the argument of the other side you know not the, sure uh, wow, um, that's a lot about youth well you said it's pretty evenly evenly keeled that's interesting well it's not it's not it's not as like the, the subtitles like the incendiary rise of jewel or whatever like it's not as um yeah like i don't know I, I mean i think there's this narrative out there that they were sort of like these evil uh, people and I certainly think they probably were just going after the money, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it does seem as if they were just remarkably like stupid. <laughs> you know, like not that they're like these nefarious characters. They just like right wanted to make money, believed in the product, and then it just went completely off yeah. the rails. Obviously, yeah. completely off the rails. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. I've been nervous about that Netflix docuseries or whatever it's going to be coming out based on that, thinking, yeah. oh, God, like public uh, opinion is, is so fragile right now with vaping as it is that this could either, I mean, depending, I don't, I haven't read the book, but. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not going to, it's not, one, there's like no new information in there really that you, at least you don't already know. So sure, it's not sure, like sure. you're going to be shocked by anything. And then it's not, um, it's it's better. It's gonna be better than you think it's gonna be. But then also, like, I, the public reaction is probably gonna be the same. Really, the same. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I would think no change. <laughs> I don't know. But then, like, I don't know when that thing's gonna come out. Like, if all these companies get approval in September from the FDA, like, I don't really know what anybody's argument's really gonna be. Yeah, um, is that what? Uh, have you heard September that they're gonna start approving stuff? That's FDA that's the. Is? I mean, I think they have a one-year deadline, from my understanding. I mean, it seems like, and from people I talk to, sort of at these places, that seems to be the consensus. But interesting. I don't think it's hard. To, it's hard to say, especially with the COVID stuff. Yeah, especially with the COVID stuff, and especially with I don't know. I, you know, I'm and I'm, a, I'm kind of a libertarian guy, and to me, the federal government has no like motivation to be fast and efficient with things. Oh no, you no. Know? I mean, so that's, it's like that's the FDA clear. and I see the FDA said like, Oh, FDA is seizing, you know, uh, orders at the border and seizing shipments and sending out warning letters and cracking down. And I look at all this and I go, will you please just review the PMTAs? Yeah. Like, I mean, stop spinning your wheels and in, like playing Gestapo and enforcing things. Just review the PMTAs, please. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's the only thing that's going to, I mean, I think that's the only thing that has a chance of changing public. Yes. I mean, at this point. Um, yeah. Cause, but even, I mean, then, in a lot of ways they cause this mess and then they, they're the ones that have to, they're the ones that have to solve clean it. it up. And <laughs> yeah. even then, like, even if when PMTAs happen and these get, you know, whatever quote unquote FDA approved, or, I mean, that's not the nomenclature. That's not the terminology. Right. Yeah, but, I know what you mean, though, yes. But, I mean, even now, Snooze has a modified risk tobacco product designation. And public opinion on Snooze in the United States is still like, that. you know, it looks like chewing tobacco and it's bad. Yeah. Or, you know, there's nobody's... So, yeah, though I don't think anybody gives a shit because no children are doing it. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Right. Like, it's not like, even with IQIS, like, no one really cares. It's like, yeah. okay, sure like fine you want to i mean it's so complicated even to explain to someone it's, like yeah. no you know and what i mean it really only appeals to smokers i feel like icos especially really is for yeah. smokers and the way that it works and the sensation from it and the flavor from it and everything i mean but that doesn't stop Did, didn't you see matt myers campaign for tobacco free kids rallying against icos talking about yeah, I mean, how he's, it's in the I mean, like, I yeah i don't know what else he <laughs> is supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's at some point, I, I, I'm really curious what's going to happen when it, if the narrative sort of does change and public perception changes, like, I don't know. It does seem as if they're already setting themselves up to sort of frame the FDA as being incompetent already. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. I mean, they just want flavor stripped off the market, obviously. Yeah. They really, really do. They really do. Yeah, but it's a shame. Um, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they understand what's going on, really. No, they don't. And what's crazy is there's that Matt Myers quote that floats around constantly, where back in like 2006 or something like this, he basically predicted vaping. He said, if there was a right. product that let you get nicotine without 
any of the harm from combustion. He's like, then you'd have coffee. I'd, I'd, right. you know, you, that would be great for public health. And he basically predicted vaping and that's happening now. And it's like, nope, memory erase. Yeah. Well, that's know. the thing he said at the, at the time when he, I mean, that's what blue, I mean, Bloomberg is, I mean, they fund youth campaigns, right? Like at mm -hmm. the time it was a bunch of, you know, nerdy people vaping and kind of being left alone. Now yeah. it's like, you know, are these, the children predominantly in sort of rich white neighborhoods yep. are now, um, you know, jeweling their heads off or whatever. Yeah. Jeweling their, <laughs> jeweling their heads off. Yeah. And I mean, I at know. least that's the, that's the narrative. I don't, I mean, that's overblown too, you know? Yeah. I mean it, yeah, it really is overblown, but there's not, many more places that Matt Myers and campaign for tobacco free kids are going to be able to hide. They don't have very many legs to stand on. It's like that new real cost campaign where the worst thing they can say about vaping is it makes you feel a little bit off. Right. Right. That's the right. big, Ooh, everybody seemed a little out of step and okay. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't, it's All weird. Right. It's weird. It's, it's, some of these people should just try nicotine. I mean, I think, I think that's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they might need it. You know, yeah, I mean, it, they might benefit uh, from it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And yeah, Bloomberg. Yeah. Well, Bloomberg is a whole other thing that you can't. I mean, how do you hold Bloomberg accountable for the things he's doing? It's it's well, that's I mean, that's the implicit. I mean, that's a problem I have, too, which is like you you even when I was at Vice and um, just in terms of an anecdote, like, yeah, they did some deal with PMI in abroad, like in England. Um I had, didn't know about it, had nothing to do with it, um, had obviously no bearing on anything I wrote. Um, but, you know, you'd, I'd contact the other side of this argument, meaning the sort of puritanical prohibitionist side. Right. right. Uh, and they'd email me back and say, like, I don't talk to big tobacco shills, right? And I'm like, I don't even know that deal existed until you just told me. So, I mean, I, I would put in, like, a sort of disclosure, um, but it right. really had absolutely nothing to do with the United States, our website, whatever. Um, but that's the problem I think you often get here is that you're in order to argue about this stuff now and harm reduction, it, you're immediately lopped in with mm -hmm. the industry. Um, you get called a, a shill. Have you been called yeah, a I shill? Mean, especially with big tobacco. And like, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, they're taking over the market in such a way that it's like almost impossible, uh, to distance yourself from yeah. it, even if, um, I mean, even filter where I work now, you know, they're, they're fund. They have some funders from the industry and it's like, um, I have trouble even getting people to respond to me from the other side for, I don't really see what sure. reason. Yeah. Just know? because of that funding thing. Well, you know, are you familiar with, uh, Alex Wodak from Australia? Yes. He's, you know, he's a big harm reduction doctor guy, but he had, he says stuff about funding all the time when people asked him, well, Alex Wodak, where did your funding come? And he says, well, I mean, I, my funding was from the government, you know, 70% right. of the government money is from tobacco taxes. So I guess in a roundabout way, my funding came from tobacco, but does that, you know, from right. the sale and of it, tobacco, and it, and but that doesn't, no, I don't think people understand this sort of like, it has no bearing, no bearing. on the coverage at all. Like I, there's a complete editorial policy that separates it from, they just give money and that's yeah, it. That's I mean, it. obviously they have a desire to see more tobacco harm reduction articles out in the world. Sure. Um, but the ironic thing is like, who's going to pay for me to write about vaping, you know, like, yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no, um, like Vice was sort of a unique place, I think, in the sense that, but I, I, I honestly think that beat somewhat was formed because of all the stuff that was happening with Jewel, and I just sort of took it in my own. Yeah. Is that direct. when like vaping first came across your radar? Was like, was it Ivali, Jewel? Uh, I mean, let's like, so well, I was writing about drugs and then like just sort mm -hmm. of dabbling in it, right? But there was never, um, I might talk about Vice Forever, but there was never really an incentive to form like um, a beat and have like reliable sources and these kinds of things. There's a lot of sort of traffic generated content heavy sure. plates, right? Sure. And then kind of at the same time as Avali and um, I think it was at the same time as the Jewel sort of congressional hearings were that summer too. Sure. Um, uh, Vice had a sort of one of those sort of structural reshufflings, you know, like uh, they, they hired a new person to be in charge of digital. Mm -hmm. um, and she was very adamant about like actual reporting and carving out like lanes we could own and i was like great that's all i want to do anyway like i don't want to write garbage right so around that time i just started writing about jewel and everything and then people would i, I think honestly i think uh matt cully said something to me on on twitter and i was mm -hmm. just like who's who's this dude and then it just sort of spiraled into this whole um uh community and world i guess and i was like oh this is um uh in many ways more interesting than uh, Jewel ever possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it, you know, and there is this whole like really untold tale of consumers starting this in 2009 and forming this little group on a forum and starting yeah. to like innovate this technology forward and modifying it ourselves. And, you know, we couldn't figure out a good way to wick the juice to the coil. So it's okay. Well, let's experiment with things. We We went to the you know, I'd go to Petco and I'd buy blue. Um, it was a brand called Fluval Aquarium Foam, like blue aquarium okay. foam. And we would saturate it and stuff it into the cartridges as to act as like a little sponge of liquids. Right. And that we were modifying these things and like literally innovating this technology forward in 2010, right. you know, seven years before Juul existed. And uh, up until Juul existed, that was the vape industry. Yeah, I mean, do you, like, do you do you do you get the sense, or do you feel that it's sort of like, I mean, that rocketed into the mainstream, I guess, right? Well, Jewel really kind of rocketed into the mainstream. I thought for sure that, I mean, in 2016, if you went to a Southern California ECC vape show, yeah. it was tens of thousands of people. I mean, it right. was so big; it was in outside fairgrounds and with big, you know, multiple big vendor halls and. It was right. tens of thousands of people. And I thought, wow, vaping is huge right now. This is right. it. This is like, this is peak vaping. This is as big as it's going to get. And then Juul came out. And then it was like, everybody suddenly knew about Juul. And nobody knew that there were tens of thousands of people already gathering for the right. last six years. Every, you know, it kind yeah, of feels I like mean, the spotlight was just ripped away. And as soon as Altria and Juul started getting involved, it's like, all right well, that's vaping and that's vaping is big tobacco and we might as well not even exist. Right. And I, I also think now, but I think now there's like almost room for more. I mean, at, at the time I was some, something of an outlier, I guess, when I was writing about, you know, consumer advocates and sure. that sort of thing. But now it's like with, you know, the youth vaping rates going down um, and this PMTA part, like there it's, 
you can't really shovel the same shit anymore. So Mm-mm. I think I think people are going to have to if they want to write about this. Um, people other than myself, obviously, um, look in different. They're going to have to provide a little more context, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And you're one of the, you know, you're one of the few prolific vaping writers. I mean, you know, Jim McDonald writes for Vaping 360, but like the big vaping stuff, all the big vaping stuff I've read is Alex Norcia, Alex Norcia. It's always Alex Norcia. It's Alex Norcia. Yeah, thank you. You know, <laughs> and you first came across my radar during Ivali. I think it was, and I think it was Matt Cully who pointed me in your direction. Yeah. I think it was on Twitter. Anyway, and it was just, it felt when I was like, oh, Alex Norcia, oh, cool, oh, Vice, oh, cool. Like, that felt like a little bit of a win. I thought, all right, we have an ally right now at Vice. That's great. Like, that was a very relieving thing to me. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just, it just, it even, um, it just felt so, um, I mean, seen those sorts of things before, but it just felt so panic driven and, um, that everybody was just fear mongering and getting it wrong. That I was like, this, this does require, I mean, in a lot of ways I got lucky, right? Like yeah, the jewel thing happened, that happened. And then the vape rally happened and it just, people were just interested in it. Um, yep. And the, the interest probably waned a bit, but, um, you know, I'm a little more siloed now in the sense, I mean, I don't think it's siloed necessarily, but you know, there's, um, like I do want to try to get an audience that's like a larger harm reduction audience. That's mm-hmm. not like there's, there's a bridge to be, I think sort of drawn between, um, I think consumers who tend to be more libertarian leaning. Right. Mm-hmm. And then sort of those lefty audience who, um, you know, believe in harm reduction for yeah. almost everything else, but for whatever reason, um, not that they don't care about it, but aren't necessarily on the uh, vape train quite. Yeah, yeah. tobacco production. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and and it is true. Traditionally, the left is very, very harm reduction forward. You know, very. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a. They can you know, be. It's a, yeah. Thing for a reason, they're very like touchy feely and harm reduction and things like that. Yeah, and, and it's and, get it's it's getting there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think the kids are just a, a huge, yeah, the kids. Issue. I mean, they use, they use the same argument with pot too, and then that you know is uh, obviously. Well, look, they use the same argument. I mean, you can go back to 1980s and bringing D. Snyder from Twisted Sister and dragging him into court because the because Tipper Gore thinks that his lyrics are corrupting children. Right. You know, exactly. It's like at one point they thought rock and roll was going to be the downfall of civilization. It's like, <laughs> right, yeah. Every new thing that you don't understand yeah. can't be the downfall of civilization. No, and <laughs> it's like a... it's like vaping, certainly not it. <laughs> no, certainly for farthest, farthest from, farthest from, and it kills me because they they're really running out of legs to stand on in trying to find harms with vaping. Well, yeah, even even I listened to. Um... I didn't listen to the whole thing because it was like seven hours long. But sure. uh, the Pirates Against Vaping e-cigarettes had this sort of virtual oh, Lord. Yeah. conference. And like my main takeaway was just like what they were setting themselves up for for the future, right? Like um, they had like this whole section on wellness vapes, for example, as if kids are you know running out to the stores in droves vaping melatonin, right? Um, and <laughs> vitamin like, D. <laughs> it's 
like not it's like not happening no um but yeah i mean it's like it's that i i do think that's the next thing they're gonna do is say like look at all this scary other scary shit you can vape right like whether it's yeah delta eight i don't want to put any ideas in people's heads but you know it's it does seem like as you know our understanding of drugs evolves that and we're like okay we can this can be a vapable thing Mm -hmm. Uh, that that's just what they'll go to next because what what else can they do yeah you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) what else can they do i mean they're they're i mean if they want to survive in the form they survive in which is you know a youth-oriented prohibitionist organization i mean nothing other than just to move on to the next thing to ban yeah the next worst thing. Yeah. I mean, one yeah. of the biggest opponents, uh, you know, outspoken people was Aaron Mills. Um, and she was on Twitter and she was in the nicotine movie and she yeah. was already pivoted away from nicotine. And now she's going after ca- legal cannabis in New York because she's in New right. York and they're legalizing cannabis. So that's her new debt dragon right. to slay. It's like, right, all right. Exactly. seems like that's pretty par for the course. That's what was going to happen anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's you just know. like the world's changing and they just have to get over it, you know? Well, at least, you know, and at least the word, we've been trying to drill this, you know, home since Ivali, the, the word vape is a verb, you know? Right. You can't just say vaping and it includes everything. That's ridiculous. Right, I mean, it's, it's a lot of this, it's funny, a lot of this is, does come down to semantics. In a, in it really kind of is. It's like a nomenclature thing. And even like Scott Gottlieb, the old FDA guy, he got up there during Ivali and he kept, you know, driving, drive the point home that this is not related to e-cigarettes, nicotine-containing e-cigarettes. This is from, you know, whatever, black market THC. Like, even even e-cigarettes is stupid in a way, you know? It's so stupid. Like, it's not a cigarette. Yeah, Um, that's just... I mean, I don't know any... I don't know how to sort of... Even tobacco harm reduction is a clunky... It is. ...word, right? And and THR, people don't know what THR is. No. Um, but yeah, I don't have a solution for any of these things, but I do think a lot of it has to do with like people just not understanding the nomenclature. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's like people don't understand it, but they don't understand it because they're being misinformed by the people that should not be misinforming them. Right. There was no reason for the CDC to include the word e-cigarette in Ivali. No. That um, was goofy. In the, yeah, in the very least, it was premature, right? Right, like, yeah. Right. Like you could say like in the beginning, like we don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't like it's, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know if how much the government, like, I mean, this is conjecture, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know if they like trust us with the information necessarily. Right. Like, um, it's like, they have to like cover all their base, which I kind of understand, right. You're like, I don't know what this is yet. Like, sure. This could be dangerous. And then like, once you figure it out, Mm -hmm. like people are still confused and I don't, I mean, there's a lot of people that fall for that whole thing, but uh, well, and, and it's because know, they they shout from the rooftops at the beginning of Ivali and call it Ivali with e-cigarettes, and then when they right. eventually get to the bottom of it, they whisper what it really was. Oh, it right, was black market THC. Right, Evoli. and I don't think it, I don't think it helped that it was at the time during this whole you know kid debacle. Um, yeah, and Jewel being dra- dragged in the news like incessantly. Yeah. Um, um, well, and it's I even, mean, I, that was at the same exact time as they were as um, I think I mean, I Altria, I think preceded that. But I mean, I think it was that summer they installed the um, the tobacco guy as the CEO. They ditched the Chobani yogurt, dude, mm-hmm. and uh, put in the uh, 
but an Altria guy. Yeah, which is like, then there's just like this whole big tobacco narrative, which was obviously coming, but uh, yeah. it just obligates everything. And, you know, we can't stay mad at big tobacco when they're trying to do the right thing. And that's something that upsets me too. Like big, a part of big tobacco is, yeah, they're a large, you know, gigantic monopolistic corporation you know they're really only concerned about money blah 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 this that and the other but the idea that a technology that was consumer driven has now had companies like philip morris international say things like we're going to stop manufacturing cigarettes right you know at some point that is astronomically huge yeah and the obvious the obvious thing is it's like the longer i mean they have a product that kills people right right if they have a product that doesn't kill people and they can remain, you know, wanting to use it, yeah. uh, it's going to, it's going to, they're going to make so much more money. Yeah. So much more money. These people are going to live for longer Yeah, and just, you know, vape into their nineties. Yeah. Like, vape into their nineties. And it's you know great. I mean? and, like, yeah. And, and so, yes, they are the, all those bad things, but yes, they're also said that they're going to st- you know, stop selling cigarettes in the not too distant future if, you know, regulations and this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, going back to that funding thing, people talk about when PMI releases science, I really, really like the PMI science. And I think they do a really, really good job, even though it is big tobacco funded. I think that because it's big tobacco funded, there's, uh, I feel like they would, they're going to go above and beyond. You know, yeah, they're going to make sure like, that it is I think you're right. and then on I think, the up and up because yeah, it's like going to be more critical. You know, it's going to be more it, scrutinized. Yeah. And it's also like there's it's the idea that it's available for you to just study if you want, like mm-hmm. all these people who are saying it's just, you know, I'm not going to look at industry science. I mean, you could you can just look at it if you want to. I mean, I think another part of this, which I've been like kind of working on a theory in my head, but I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm 30. Right. So like, sure, my my collective memory of like big tobacco lying. I think I was right when they're dragged through the, you know, these Senate hearings, I was probably five years old. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the idea being that like, I don't, ha- I don't have that sort of like living context in my brain. Right. Like, sure. meaning that like, I'm not, not that I'm like immediately trusting big tobacco, but the idea that they're immediately like a bunch of liars isn't my first thought, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I think I think what I tend to think what you'd think in that because of all of that, they have to be so overtly transparent. Yes, um, which is a good thing, obviously. Um, but I think I think these I think these people like Matt Myers or Stan Glantz are so entrenched in what happened, you know, in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, which yeah. is like I guess fair enough, right? Um, but they can't like look past it because they just think this whole thing is happening again. Right. I don't think that's the story. Yeah. And it's crazy to me to hear people like Matt Myers say things like, well, this is going to undo all of the years of smoking, you know, prevalence that's been going down. It's going to undo that. I'm thinking you can't keep saying that year after year after it doesn't undo it and doesn't undo it and doesn't undo it. And smoking rates continually go down and continually go down. It's like, yeah, this is going like to have to catch he, up with you. <laughs> he literally cut a deal with them. Like it's not the idea where like we can't work all work with the industry in some capacity, whatever that means. Is like yeah. I mean, it, it's like it's not. 
it's not going anywhere no. you know like no. it that's just the reality and yeah. I, like it's just not going anywhere it's a billion dollar thing yeah. like uh, well and a lot of the arguments rely on the the narrative right the idea that all campaign for tobacco free kids is saying that the vape industry is you know predatory or something right. like that so as long as the public keeps thinking that the vape industry is predatory you know in some way when the reality is if, if any one of those people walked into a vape shop they'd see exactly you know it's not a predatory right. thing we you know you card you at the door we don't serve right. to kids it's like it's just yeah this. and you think you think i mean you think jewel had one stupid campaign right yeah they, they did they were forced to, you know, take it down. But like mm -hmm. the immediacy in which that happened, you know, they they were advertising big like tobacco products for decades. Yeah, yeah. It was all kinds of people, and nothing happened. And then you know, people got angry at Jewel, and they stopped it themselves. Yeah, right. Like it's it's just not it's just like so not the same thing in my head. Even if I think what they did was stupid. Uh, yeah yeah you know? well yeah well and that's like and i don't i kind of do blame them but i don't kind of don't blame them there but there's people you know like matt myers not to beat a dead horse but like stanton yeah. glance as well who just their whole life was tobacco like stanton glance retired just a few you know like two years ago so his right. experience with vaping was this and his experience right. with big tobacco was this right and so he's really just set in his ways and that's unfortunate but it's also yeah. one of the things that's like he we're trying to progress and he's trying to drag everything back down because big tobacco is bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's right. But I think like, I mean, the thing, the, the obvious thing with the what happened in the past of big tobacco is that they, they lied, right? Yeah. Um, but now, you know, more and more science comes out and it seems as if what everyone's been, at least on the THR side, saying is correct right um what are what possible argument do you have i mean other than to just you know focus on flavors or whatever like i don't addiction I really don't think that's the word anymore. see yeah. that's the word is addiction which is a right. word that kind of needs to just go away anyway yeah i don't really like that word but that's the that's the thing. Addiction, addiction, addiction. It's what the real cost says at the end of the Marvel comic book PSA. Right. If you vape nicotine, it will addict you and control yeah. your life and things like this. So addiction is like the scary word because, you know, people associate addiction with much worse things. You know, you, you, you say right. the word addiction to someone, they picture just needles hanging out of arms, laying in the gutter, things like that. It's right. just, you know, it's stigmatizing. And uh, that's their only argument is addiction. Yeah, and I, I think they'll I think they'll just continue to, you know, chant that refrain until they're Yep. Just drive that point home. Drive that point home. We'll have, you know, the lowest smoking rates in the country, like in recorded history, and Matt Myers will still be chanting about nicotine or addiction. Yeah, I mean they just they just want to live in a a I mean I mean I that's probably in part where I come from, right? Like I don't think there's a such a society or I would want to live in such a society where drugs and these sorts of things aren't, you know, permitted and allowed to be consumed in some degree right. safely. Right. By, by like, like consenting adults. Yeah. yeah. By grown, yeah. grown men and women and people. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, but like the the knee jerk reaction to just ban things. It's um, crazy. It's literally well, it just, uh, just doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And it's the most outdated, antiquated, like ancient Romans banned things. Right. That's the that's the like the level of thinking we're using right now in twenty twenty one is oh, there's something we don't understand. Let's ban it. Yeah. I mean it's um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's there's some irony too in like that we're getting so much more permissive and sort of understanding with, I mean, look at cannabis, obviously, or even psilocybin, like magic mushrooms, or whatever. Like, yep. people are just sort of like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I it's it's weird that nicotine's going in the yeah, well, the other it's, way. It's going to be a hard. I mean, when you look at when you look at cannabis too. I mean, cannabis. They've been fighting for cannabis legalization always. Right. I mean, 40 yeah. plus, 50 plus years. And it's like when you think about clean nicotine existing for maybe, maybe being generous 12, 13, 14 years. Right. I feel like we have a really long way to go with nicotine and the stigma around it, uh, even getting the public to go, even just saying, look, what if. Adults just want to use nicotine and just right. use it like a glass of wine or a cup of coffee. What if they just right. want to use it? Like that's the message that the public has to come around to. And with how right. stigmatized nicotine has been, I feel like we have a cannabis level climb uh, ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, and it's and it's like it, the the ironic thing. I think it's like I mean, cannabis in a way. I think it's becoming a little easier because of all the sort of you know, social equity conversations yeah. around it, right? Meaning like we, yeah. you know, disenfranchised, you know, large swath of the population with these draconian yeah. laws. And now, you know, let's right or wrong. And like... Expunge <laughs> records too. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't think vaping, it obviously doesn't have the level or, or nicotine itself doesn't have the, like the degree of that, right? right but yeah. um, if you're going to start criminalizing it uh, or, you know changing the public perceptions so it's negative yeah i mean it's only going to you're gonna have to write that eventually right yeah it's gonna be the same story in yeah. a way yeah you're gonna have yeah you're gonna have i think it's gonna happen maybe a little bit faster for nicotine just because of you know the age we live in with the internet uh, and you know this non-stop sort of news cycle i think it's like a feels like a pressure cooker a little bit yeah, for sure. You know, uh, sure. and and it yeah. might, where it took cannabis fifty years in the normal world, in the internet future twenty twenty one world, right. all of this is going to move at a really rapid pace. I yeah I uh, yeah I agree with you. Um, really rapid pace. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just uh, a matter of time. Yeah, exactly. Just, it really is just a matter of time. And like I said earlier, I think. Things are shifting. Things feel different. I feel like yeah, I mean, it's bigger yeah, names just, piping up and lots of yeah, science. And yeah, there are bigger people, I think, willing to go out on a limb now for whatever um, reason. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's hard to. Well, like, did you did you see the like Mark Gunter when he wrote? Yeah. Uh, the, that philanthropy article yeah. about Bloomberg and vaping in the Philippines and things like this. Yeah. I mean, that, was, that felt like a really big deal. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, well, that's the thing. It's like who, who reads that thing? It's like, right. Rich, right. Like, right. Money. Right. Like, 
which is like very much the problem of this, right? Like, like we could just prevent all the kids on the Upper East Side from vaping. Yeah. I mean, the problem solved. Right? Sure. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I mean, problem solved, I think. Um, whereas, like, I don't know. You know, Cliff Douglas, he, he's at Michigan yeah. now. but he, um, I mean, he's becoming, I think, more vocal in part because he left the American Cancer Society. But um, yeah. I've spoken to him before, and he's, you know, he's very even. I mean, that's what I think, too. I think we need more even-keeled. Right. People out there, because it's it, there. There are definitely like two defined camps, you know? Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's hard because on the science side of this and people like Cliff Douglas, they have a very and, you know, like like you and I as well. It's a very like calm, like right. trying to take like a rational look at this, you know, right. and be rational about the about the science and be rational about how people use these things and and have this like sort of more even keeled but on the other side it's all just turned up to 11 so oh, we're yeah. trying to be like hang on let's you know and the anti side is just on yeah, fire I'm, turned up to 11 yeah i mean yeah i mean it's and they're just like, i don't know what else yeah i don't have a solution for it other than i think there, there's got to be a way to create some sort of middle ground but i just don't know what yeah well, it and, is. you know, I feel like for years and years, p people in the vape scene or, uh, you know, in the vape industry have been waiting for like the thing that 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 really is a big, you know, like someone really cranks the wheel, you know, like right. someone really big with a big platform or, you know, someone really important does a interview with a person or that one moment right. with, that like. We'll yeah, someone's got to go really, on like Joe Rogan or something. Yeah, someone like <laughs> Cliff Douglas on Joe Rogan. Like, I don't yeah. know if anybody would listen to it, but that like that type of yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean thing. Um, yeah, but we kind of have yeah, to make that level. happen, I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, it's, it's hard to get out of the vaping echo chamber. Well, that's you know? the, that's the, that's that's the thing I face too. It's like how often am I just preaching to the yeah choir I, in a way, right? Um, I, I feel like that almost nearly every week. I mean, on Tuesdays I do a strictly news based show, yeah. like vape news show. And that's, I mean, my analytics tell me that it's like, you didn't gain any new subscribers, but a right. lot of your subscribers watch this. So it's like, okay, me talking right. to vapors about vaping again, talking to vapors about vaping again, talking right. about, you know, <laughs> yeah, which is, which is obviously fine, but it's, it's like, and beneficial, you know, to yeah. keep people informed and educated. And I, I like it. But it's the echo chamber. It's it's the yeah. feedback loop, you know. Yeah, and like I don't. I mean, I've tried. I should probably try a little bit harder to engage with the other side. But yeah, come on, Alex. You know, often, there's a lot riding met. on this, Alex. Try to engage yeah, a little I'm harder. Often, but I'm often <laughs> met with like, nah, or like they just don't respond. Or yeah, um, I emailed well, Matt Myers the other day. I'm heard back, you know. Yeah. Um, I tried. I'm not even that I have anything interesting to really ask him. Yeah. Um, but. I think it would be important to talk to them, but yeah. I don't, just don't think they want to engage Yeah, well, with anything even implicitly near the industry, right? Yeah, which why would they, though? Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. There's no... Why would they? It's easier for them that way. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And really, what's that going to add to an article? Another quote from Matt Myers just going... I mean, nothing. Nothing yeah. unless I could grill them, but I don't think... Yeah, that's probably uh, not going to happen. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. So, I'll be waiting I mean, that for that be the day too. Best case scenario. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So you like writing for Filter now? Yeah, I do. Um, Filter's great. 
Yeah, it's it's um. Well, it's nice not having to like explain. You know, advice is a little more. I, I wouldn't even necessarily call it mainstream, but I mean it's close enough, right? Yeah, Meaning it's a that more mainstream. You often have to like contextualize everything almost to the point of it not meaning anything anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas with filter, it's nice that I don't have to. Um, like everyone just sort of knows what I'm talking about already. Like I don't have to explain tobacco harm reduction in the second oh, yeah. paragraph. Right. Right. Um, like that's. that's <laughs> That's been nice, um, and then yeah, and then I I'm I'm only there three days a week technically, um, so yeah, I'm doing like two THR stories a week, and then one other unrelated yeah. um, drug policy piece. Yeah, um, and I think you going to filter uh, was really great, and I think it uh, you know you you have a lot of credibility, and I think uh, you yeah. being on filter brings a lot of credibility to filter and i've noticed that even filter has been expanding out just it doesn't even seem like a vaping ish publication anymore i mean it covers a lot you, you know filter covers yeah. a lot of stuff now as far as like even drugs and other harm reduction stuff like that yeah it's a good it's a good uh it's a good website it's ex, it seems to be expanding um, yeah then yeah i've only been there since i wrote for them a bit um previously kind of after i got laid off in may sure um but then, yeah, it just sort of um, they needed somebody to cover this sort of thing, and it just kind of worked. The timing worked out nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, that's a good. I'm deal. never, I'm never going into an office again. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Permanently working from home. Eternally working from home. Yeah. Well, welcome yeah. to the club. I've been working from I home. I don't, I don't understand forever. people who miss the office. It's insane to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm, more of a, I'd like to be left alone sort of person. But, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, Sure. Still, who is who is excited yeah. to go back into the office? But look, my we talk to my wife. She's she. We've been constantly talking about. Uh, you know, she misses the whole like, just having one of your coworkers drop by your office. What's right, up? Yeah. How you doing? Hang out yeah. and chit chat and like you yeah. know. Yeah. She misses that kind of like socialness. She, she misses like, not working. Yeah. She, right. She misses <laughs> goofing off at work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all, the, all the things I liked about the office were not working. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I told her, I was like, you can come in my office anytime, knock on the door, sit exactly. down. We can, we can goof off and not work. Yeah. <laughs> for a little no, bit. No, I mean, I guess that, that is the, and my girlfriend's in the other room too. Like it's yeah. um, talking on the phone. Uh, yeah. I mean, you definitely just see the same person all day, mm -hmm. every day, or you trap yourself in a room and don't see them. Um, yep. It goes but, both times, it goes exactly. both ways sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and with filter branching out and doing like more harm reduction stuff, I kind of feel like, sorry to suddenly shift topics, but I wanted to, no, think, I wanted to expand on this. Like, I like this idea of tobacco harm reduction, sort of joining the bigger fight of unstigmatizing things and like drug harm reduction and just harm reduction in general, like to be under yeah. that umbrella, I think is going to be pretty important yeah i mean i think it makes i mean i think it, it does it makes sense yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping to be able to sort of convert not that that community is converting but at least like sort of get them on board with yeah um that this is just as important as um other forms of harm reduction especially as um it's obviously an upward mm -hmm. battle but um yeah, I don't know, because I just like there's a way to couch the. I mean, the easiest way to couch vaping, I think, is like, um, which is what we you kind of see from consumer advocates, right? Like, just sort of like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, I want to vape, um, which I, I do get. 
Um, but it's you're only engaging in like like the amazing thing about this, right? Is that it's it's safer, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and if you're just shouting, um, um, I'm not even Republican talking points, but if you're only, I think, sort of on that side, right? Like Republicans are more open to talking to you know the big tobacco industry, for example, sure. right? For sure. a bunch of reasons. But and Democrats don't want to touch this because of the children, of right? The children. Yeah. Um, but if you could, if you could somehow explain to them that uh, this was a social justice issue, mm-hmm. or uh, this, you know, um, this could save millions of lives, um, then they might, might uh, be amenable to considering this as like a worthy cause but mm-hmm. no one gives a shit is the problem right yeah no one yeah no yeah. one gives a shit well and a, a lot of the problem too and i think a lot of the problem too is the vape scene itself because prior to this we were all just smokers you know we weren't we didn't know each other we were just smokers right but now we kind of have this common thing that we're trying to defend and depending on people's history and backgrounds it will kind of dictate how they're going to defend their piece of, of vaping you know right and so I, it's, it's, it's yeah it's it's interesting i mean that's in part why i like this whole thing is that it's kind of has every facet of it's this really melting society pot tied of, into, yeah, yeah society into yeah but then it's like it's like i just think there were larger and i'm trying to figure out larger ways to talk about this in order to contextualize it in you know i mean our healthcare system is obviously all fucked up yeah. and um if you know, we actually wanted people to, you know, have quality health care or, you know, not just get sick and then spend a million dollars. Go bankrupt trying to yeah, stay yeah. alive. Um, like this is this is like a reasonable like vaping could be that sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think intertwined with all of those problems uh, that it's very difficult to get, you know, a healthcare system on board that is just, you know, you know, the profit driven maniacs to be yeah. quite frank. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, and look, I'm a libertarian and I'm a capitalist, but I think there's some things that modern problems that old, like an old ideology, like libertarianism, isn't going to fix, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's like, I don't like, I think, I mean, I, the, in my like, personal opinion, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody puts in their body. I sure, it sure. doesn't matter to yeah. me. Do not Same. care at all. Same. Uh, but I think I think in this sense, like I'm reading, you know, if you know who Carl Hart is, he's this um, professor at Columbia, but he just wrote a book. It's called it's called Drug Use for Grownups, I think. Something like that. Oh, okay. But, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So what, he just sort of admits that he uses recreational drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. heroin, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, But the way he frames it is like, uh, which I think is interesting and relevant is he frames it around the idea that like the declaration of independence says i can i have the right to pursue happiness any way i want Mm -hmm. and if someone's if that means i can if if using drugs makes me happy then fuck you right Mm -hmm. i mean that's basically his angle and it my point is i just think there's like a way to contextualize vaping so it's not just um Leave me alone. I want to vape, which is a perfectly fair argument. It is in a lot of ways. It's perfectly uh, valid. 
But if if I think if you want to uh, convince a broader spectrum of people, mm-hmm. you have to bring in sort of disparate elements into it, right? Whether that's looking at people like the types of people who do spoke now, which are not rich mm-hmm. white people, right? No. Um, what it what it could potentially benefit, um, how much money it could mm-hmm. make for these rich white people. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are ways, um, the generational thing I described earlier, just sort mm-hmm. of the idea that like, there's no, like the big tobacco has big tobacco ex- existed in the past doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but it's like, that's the other thing too, even reading these jewel books, I'm like, <laughs> they're, the story's not anywhere near over, right? No. Like, no. Like it just, it seems like these things are, you know, they're, they're, like I said, it's marketed in such a way that it's like, here's the big vape and yep. here's the story of this. I mean, it's, it's very much, here's a story of a tech company that sort of went off the rails for a variety of <laughs> yeah. reasons. But, um, like this thing is just getting started. Really just getting you know? started. Yeah. Like, um, well, and that's what I tell people too, who are very, and you know, the vape community right now, as far as like people who subscribe to me. Yeah, it's very the mood is basically like we're fucked like this is a right. weird fucked situation. The vape mail ban is really affecting a lot of people. I have subscribers in Massachusetts right now who that's the worst state I think you can live in if you're a vapor right now. Yeah, I, I've heard that. Yeah. And and he and, you know, this poor guy, he's like, I can't get liquid. I can't get anything. I can't get the You know, I can't get that. I don't want to go back to cigarettes. I'm like, I'm going to try to smuggle you some e-liquid bro into Massachusetts. Like, right. I don't want you smoking cigarettes, but in order for that to happen, I have to break the law. Right. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> criminal, but there's a thing they're criminalizing behavior. That's like pretty easy to like skirt. Right. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it, it's so stupid. Like that you have to, you know, I mean, I've talked to people that are like, I have, you know, five gallons of e-liquid in my freezer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like they're vaping during the apocalypse or something. And yeah. it's, it's, I don't think the, the other, the other thing I've, um, and not to sort of generalize, but, um, you know, a lot of, uh, I've met a lot of people who are either in like recovery or they're sober mm-hmm. in this community itself. So there's almost yes. like this mic, like mic, right. Um, meaning I've heard, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times people have told me like, I was a drug dealer before this. I don't give a fuck. I'll just go underground. I'll just go. It's not like a problem for me. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like they just, they, they, you know, like they don't, like, they, I don't yeah. they just don't realize who they meaning. I think the government and the other side of this whole equation. Right. Anti- understand one, how easy it is to produce this stuff. And then uh, two, that no one like really cares about, following the law because what they really think at the end of the day is they're like saving someone's exactly right? their, mo- their motivation is right. so specifically driven yeah um yeah i don't know but yeah no uh, yeah i understand that and it is it's interesting because and again i think this is a problem that people have with big tobacco when they hear the term big tobacco it's like jewel is probably saving tens of thousands of smokers you know off of combustible tobacco cigarettes and but when you hear this big tobacco thing, you think, well, big tobacco was fine selling cigarettes for a really long time, knowing that they were just killing people. You know, right. if you worked for Philip Morris, you go, yeah. I sell a product that kills people and I'm okay with that. And you're still fine doing that. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not like, it's not, um, but like, I don't like the idea that we're just encouraging them to, 
even remotely encouraging them to continue doing that and not transition to the future. That right. part is what really confuses me. Yeah. Um, whereas I think like they're like PMI, for example, seems very adamant about like very. cigarettes are going to be gone. Right. Yeah. That's huge. Um, yeah. And especially if you gave this to like, you know, all of Asia where, you know, I think like in China, 50% of doctors are still smoking. Right. Yeah. Like it'd be a huge win for public health. Um, it'll get there. I really think it'll get there. It's just um, because the science is going to become in, irrefutable. I yeah. Think. Well, um, I mean, it kind of, you'd think that. <laughs> I feel like the science is kind of already like when, uh, you know, uh, Cochrane Library, uh, Cochrane yeah. Library Tobacco, uh, they do Cochrane Tobacco Addiction Group. Their meta-analysis of e-cigarettes for smoking cessation, I thought, when I read that, I thought, well, this is the silver bullet. This is the ultimate mic drop anything for anybody that says vaping won't help you quit smoking. Right. Well, I mean, the thing... <laughs> And then I can still post that to people on Twitter, and they and they will just gloss right over it. Yeah. I mean, because like, I think, one, there's just, they're so hyper-focused on the children. That doesn't matter. Right. They don't, they don't want the children even touching this stuff, which is like... Which I do understand. Like, I'm not saying there's not a youth problem, but then also if you take like a step back and you're like, would you rather a kid, you know, smoke a cigarette or yeah. vape? Yeah, or I mean, drink alcohol or binge drink alcohol or, you know, which they're doing at, I mean, astronomically higher rates than they're even initiating with nicotine. It's crazy. And it's, all, and it's like the strident, they still do the same strident in your face messaging that clearly... Mm -hmm as if they were never teenagers before yeah like you know like you have this assembly where someone comes in and is like you know even i remember dare and like it didn't yeah um, probably at the <laughs> probably at the probably at the time it terrified me right like probably at the time but when you know once i was like a functioning person right it was like okay like as, i guess weed is not going to kill me right as soon as you um, can learn and yeah. see and go oh they were not being forthright with me Right, and then and then you then you're just like yeah they were they've been lying all of this yep. time for just fear mongering for you know to no effect really yeah to no effect well it's like you know the definition of insanity right doing the same thing over and over again and it's like as soon as I saw that new real cost campaign with Marvel and the animated comic book about the money yeah, I mean control, that was I was like what what like did this come from the fifties like, I mean it's just a waste of money like waste. I don't. Like who's reading that? Um, Waste. Even if you're interested in comics, like it's not. Yeah. It um, it was just a boring story. Yeah, it was a really bad. It was a really bad story. And even like I remember when the first episode of that came out, and you know I'm reading the comments, and nobody knew what was going on. People are just no. commenting on there, going, "Hey, Marvel, can't wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier." Right. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Nobody knows what's going on, and they don't even mention vaping in it once. Yeah, it's at the very at the, at very, the end, very end. The very end, there's like a uh, whatever. There's a you know a PSA from the FDA saying don't yeah don't vape. Giant green uh, monster chasing you down the street. It's ridiculous. Just yeah, it's literally for nicotine vaping. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, I did think we were past that point, but. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. You're definitely wrong. It's the same, and it's just the same. And it's funny because you hear people like Matt Myers talk about the vape industry. All they're using Big Tobacco's playbook, you know. Right. And it's like, well, you you're using the same anti playbook 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think time. that's a real. I think that's a really good point. It's like there's there is somewhere. In, I mean, I I think like you're somewhere in between these things, right? Like there's there's people out there who are like, and I I've always thought I've always thought the best way to understand something is the people sort of on the fringes of it. Right. Um, and like I I just have no interest in, um, because it's it's just two people it's just two groups shouting the same thing at each other, <laughs> yeah, in perpetuity, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not going to learn anything. No one's going to learn anything. Right. Um, it's just going to be the same messaging over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's just a matter of like honestly, it's who's louder, right? Campaign for right. Tobacco Free Kids has exorbitant funding. Bloomberg has funding. Right. Casa struggles every month to keep the doors open, and that's our consumer yeah, I mean, advocacy I, group. It's like <laughs> I've heard I've heard that argument before. Like, there's not. Um, you know, like the Drug Policy Alliance is funded by George Soros, right? Sure. Um, like there's no, like if vaping had a billionaire with no ties to the big tobacco, yes. um, which I mean, I don't think philanthropy fixes much, but there'd at least, uh, there'd at least be, they couldn't, those arguments wouldn't be, make any sense, right? Because mm -hmm. if it was coming from, you know, Steve Forbes, or I'm just using an example of somebody mm -hmm. who's been somewhat, vocal not anti-vaping yeah. um pumped money into an organization um but i just don't think people see it as uh the same way they did with drugs because it's just not as criminalized right like it's not causing like the same sorts of ripple effects throughout society yeah um i'm not saying that's it's any less important but i think that's probably the reason um yeah. it's just like not worth wading into the waters <laughs> yeah it's just not worth it no yeah dang, uh, it's just not worth it maybe i'm wrong but um yeah i i, I have her i have i'm not the first one to have said that i don't think um no. yeah i don't know but yeah. i am yeah it is i am excited to keep following this whole story yeah that's gonna be along. interesting well like you said like we're this is really kind of just getting started and you know circling back around to my depressed subscribers i'm trying that's yeah. one of the points i'm trying to drive home is like look at vaping is huge it is right global this is a global movement with big movers and big shakers and public health and tobacco like we're really just getting started on this and, and we have did, a long you, way to go did you did you ever imagine it would get to this sort of I didn't know. I, yeah. I, I, it's, hard, I, it's hard to imagine it. Yeah. It's really hard to imagine it. And I remember I remember having paranoid thoughts like back in 2009 and 2010 when it was just a few people and we had vaping, you know, a few right. thousand people and we had vaping. And then, you know, it's like, oh, I saw an e-cigarette commercial on late night TV. And I go, oh, that's, that's an e-cigarette thing. And it's like the next time I went to Walmart, there were some disposable e-cigs like back behind right. the counter type of thing. And I went, oh, e-cigs in Walmart. Oh, okay. Well, this it, could get interesting. Right. You know, I kind of didn't want the outside world to get to wind of this. It. I'm like, no, this is our thing. Right. Like we created this, leave us alone. Right. And as soon as, nope, I saw it in Walmart. And then, you know, it just kind of started yeah, blowing up and getting we, out of control we, and like, we know the rest of the story. Yeah, you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Fast forward to right now, and here we are with the vape mail ban. FDA won't review PMTAs. 
Bloomberg campaign for tobacco for kids want to live in a this weird puritanical drug free nicotine free vice free world yeah it doesn't make any sense and so i guess i never saw it getting this out of hand yeah i mean <laughs> you know? it really did just i mean really they just explode onto the scene in this very yeah 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 which is like all the elements were there i mean then i mean in a way covid came along and at least people had a you know real pandemic to worry about mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah, as I, as I said earlier, as that wanes, I think people's attention are going to you know, go to the problems they left behind. And this seems to be. Um, this, this is definitely one of the problems. It seems to be one of them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And we're getting into like legislative season now. So there's all sorts of new vape stuff on the books in a lot of these states. And, you know, uh, positive stuff, too, in Rhode Island. Um She's uh, Julie Casimiro. Yes, yeah. completely. There's one. There's there's one for your son. There you go. Yeah, that was an. That yeah. was that was like a little tiny little. I call it drip tip of hope. I was like, that's a little like, you know, thing like yeah that we can kind of hold on to for a little bit. Like, okay, we got Rhode Island. We got Julie to do this. What else can we do? Who else can yeah. we? You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just. I think it's just. Yep. Yeah continuing to be vocal about it yeah. which i don't have any fear that's gonna stop no we can continue um, to be vocal about it or I, yeah. you know i do believe like we just get written off as anecdotes a lot but i think our stories matter i think our stories matter more than we realize you know no i i uh i agree with you and then just like the sheer number of people who are out there with those same mm-hmm. stories are um yeah i think important to drill into people's yeah heads yeah and i mean the public is going to be the last like final hurdle pup shifting public opinion to be a little bit more accepting of people that want to quit smoking with vaping and that we're not trying to addict your kids to another generation addicted to nicotine i have no interest in that i don't care about your kids right you know (laughs) i just want adults to not have to suffer and die of copd emphysema heart disease you know lung cancer and things like that yeah, I feel like um, that's not unreasonable. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, the, I guess the 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 tricky. That's what's fun. I mean, the tricky thing is that obviously, once like you know, I'm a millennial, right? Once I get older, once the uh, Gen Zers get a big like, it's like, what society are we gonna like? Are more people going to um, vape nicotine because it's safer, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't really think that's enough of a problem. (laughs) It's really not. It's really not. And honestly, I think once society gets over that, like, oh, why were we making such a big deal about this? Right. I think that's when things are going to be able to like actually flourish again. And the vape industry will sort of resemble more like the craft beer industry type of thing, like small crafty vape companies, small crafty liquids. It's going to be a societal, I mean, not necessarily like a normal accepted thing, but certainly more, more. No, I agree. It's it's going to be more normalized. I mean, it's going to have to be. Yeah, it's going to have to be. If we're going to progress as a society, we can't just hold on to combustion like combustion is really like if if elon musk had met this much resistance because he didn't want an internal combustion engine in his car 
Yeah. You know, what if they said a gateway to combustion, gateway to polluting the environment is electric cars because they just make you want to drive real cars, which pollute. Right, exactly. I mean, it's, it's that's like, the argument. You know, yeah. And it's and like, it's, well, that's a, I mean, that's a problem with tech disruption, right? Like you create something and then everyone's obsessed with it. And then you realize what's, you know, there's Nazis on Twitter, uh, Uber people aren't paid that well, you know, there's yeah. all of these problems. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's not going to stop. The technology is going to evolve exponentially mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing anybody from the 60s can do to stop it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there's nothing that anybody. And I mean, and that's not an ageist thing to say. And I hate, you know, but like, think about Senator Feinstein in California. Right. Silent generation. Right. Older than baby boomers. Right. She's I mean, the I one think- who banned vape mail. Right. That's I mean, crazy I think, to me. Yeah, I mean, but she, yeah, but she lived. She lived in a society where they're, you know, smoking on uh, airplanes. Sure. Um, you know, smoking in restaurants and like, I just like think it's so. Um, these things are so ingrained in people's heads, but it's also like, I think people can quickly forget them too. It used to be enjoyable to you know ride on an airplane, right? And now yeah. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just, I mean, I think it's just the weird stigma of big tobacco and anything anywhere near big tobacco is yeah, just by yeah. proxy big yeah. tobacco. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. I kind of just want big tobacco to get, I'm like, get your own PR, get the public back on your side. Like you can spin PR as big tobacco and say, we've turned over a new leaf and we're all about clean safe nicotine products and you know there's a way to do it and i kind of just want big tobacco to take that step <laughs> right and sort of help course correct this a little bit i mean it's like vaping needs pr but i think big tobacco needs pr more i would agree with i would agree with that yeah um you know. yeah that's the thing i mean no one's no one's no one's gonna believe the industry it's gonna have to be from these sort of respected health organizations in the United States, right? Like yeah. the Heart Association, Cancer, whatever. Um, but. And that's impossible. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it might be. I don't. Cliff Douglas. We just need Cliff Douglas. We need more yeah, Cliff but I think, like, I mean, I think vocal he's Cliff a, Douglas. He's a good example of somebody who's now like, um, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, he's friends with, or at least colleagues and knows everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, You'd be you'd be hard pressed to label him as um, any sort of partisan or some tobacco shill because he's not. No. Um, but I, I I think what he's doing is noble. But it's like how possible is it to create a middle ground? I I I think he's going to have his work. Um, I know cut and out for him a bit, but I I don't think he doesn't know that. I think he's probably well aware. It's a really nice like when I read his uh, whatever his manifesto that he put on that yeah. Google Doc. Um, I loved it, and I thought yeah. this is great. And yeah, I'd love to, but and and my question was like, I'm like, have you seen what we're up against though? Like, have you seen yeah. what's going on with the misinformation and? Uh, the American Heart Association telling smokers that you can have a heart attack if you're a vapor. It's like, whoa, that's just misinformation. And that turned out to be a retracted study. And American Heart did nothing to correct it. 
Right. And they just kept running with that quit lying campaign about big vape. And it was based on retracted. It's like, have you seen what we're up against? I want to find a middle ground too, but have you seen what we're up against? Yeah. It's just so, yeah, I don't, there's so many elements to it. I mean, (laughs) there's so many elements to it. There's just, there's the other problem is just so much money being thrown around. Yeah. um, Which obviously corrupts everything. I mean, it's the entire problem with our politics, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I would just think at some point the evidence becomes so irrefutable. Yeah. I mean, that it's like you can't, because you'd have to be a, a really, really insane. I mean, I think, I think now a lot of the argument is just like we don't know in the long term, right? We're making it. Yeah, fair. The, lo- the long term is effects is the right. Big, that's uh, the whole thing. But like point, yeah. w- once that's not a thing anymore, um, I don't really know what. Yeah, you can really say, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think the same thing. I think the science, and you know, this is something I've been saying on YouTube for years: is they can't run from the science forever. And no. it just seems like that's what they're trying to do. And it's interesting to think back to when this all first started, like back in '09 when I started, and. We had zero science. Right. I didn't know if this was any better. I just knew I wasn't smoking and I felt better. So I went, right. okay, I'm going to just keep, I, I'm going to go with this. And then right. it's like, we waited years before it's like, oh, there's some studies now. Okay. Right. Farsalinos in Greece, he's a cardiologist. He's done, okay. And so it right. started reaffirming what, you know, I feel better. I'm not smoking. It started kind of reaffirming that. And all I've seen as time goes on is the science just piles up and piles up and piles up. Right. And if you've been tracking it from like 2010, the pile looks like Mount Everest. But yeah. if you're brand new to it, the pile, you can't see the it's pile. Confusing. It's confusing. I mean, even, I mean, I mean, Mitch Zeller and, and Mitch Zeller and Gottlieb have said, I mean, for all yeah. intents and purposes, we're pro e-cigarettes, right? Yeah. I um, mean, pretty like, blatantly. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like the people aren't there. It's just they have to deal with this kid issue incessantly. Yeah, this um, youth issue. But I think as that goes down as, I mean, like, I mean, Jules completely, in terms of being a luxury, sexy product, which is clearly what they marketed it as in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, it's just not the case any no. more. Um, no. So, I mean, I think that's probably out the that fear is probably out the window at this point, um, which, you know, and you know, they were stupid, but also the government didn't regulate them at all. So at all, at FDA all. had 14 years, you know, the first e-cigarettes were in, in the U S in 07. Right. It's 2021, which is, which is, which is, <laughs> which is like, which they probably in their head are like, it's fine if it's just a bunch of, you know, ex smokers. Right. Showing sure. off at trade shows. Right. Uh, but then, yeah, you know, you 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 have Leonardo DiCaprio vaping, yeah, um, Katy Perry, you know, on the red carpet or whatever, and Dave it's like, oh, shit, yeah, I better figure this out now. Yeah, I better figure um, this out now. Yeah, what is this thing? Uh, which is, yeah, I mean, we just have a reactive society. We do. Um, well, and it kills me that I mean, yeah, you're right. Scott Gottlieb has said multiple times he's been a cheerleader of e-cigarettes and vaping. He said if you could switch every adult smoker. You'd have a substantial health impact. Like yeah. FDA is very well aware of these products. They know what they do, what they cause, what they don't do. Yeah. But they still fund things like the mind control menace 
where they yeah. know that these are a little bit overblown claims, but they want to scare kids, right? And yeah, because I don't, I don't, think, I don't think they know another strategy. No, they don't. They don't know another strategy. And the thing is, they know that this strategy bleeds over into the adult arena. You know, right. when they talk about things like the epidemic or when they're trying to target at kids, they say, oh, well, you know, because this will be seen by adults, we have to, you know, this might dissuade adult smokers. We have to laser focus it on kids. Their conclusion right. isn't maybe we should scrap this because fewer people will quit smoking. Their decision is, well, no, we'll try to do our best to just laser target it to youth. Yeah, it, it's yeah. You I know, mean, it's in my head, clearly a bad idea. It's yeah, it's super a bad idea, and it's, it's also not going to it's also not going to work. No, like, um, no, it's not going to work. Um, I remember Dare. I smoked weed after Dare. In seventh well, that's, grade, well, like, that, that, that's the other thing too. It's like I mean, like even in the the surveys, when they would say you know curiosity mm-hmm. was the driving factor to pique people's interest. I mean, yeah. like you remember being. Well, it's like I said earlier. Like these people don't remember being a teenager. Like if you remember sort of your motivation for, um, even I. I mean, I smoked for a long time. Like even mm-hmm. like motivation for smoking was, I mean, in part because other people were probably doing it. Right. I'm not going to say that didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. But like. I'm not I'm not the type of person who doesn't engage in necessarily risky behaviors, right? So like the the sort of people you're trying to target saying like smoking is gonna kill you aren't going to do it to begin with, right? Right, right. Um or they'll be scared or they'll just be scared to death. Um <laughs> right. I mean that's right, that's what happens. Um and then like, you know, I mean I continued to smoke knowing it was banned for me. Yeah. I, I did the like, same why thing. Did, why did why did I do it? I mean, I didn't care, right? You know, like, yeah. like there was a long period of time where I was like, I don't really, you know, I'm 20, I'm immortal. Like it yeah, doesn't exactly matter. Um, yeah. And then you know, you get a little bit older, and you're like, okay, this isn't such a yeah. good idea. But then it's it's too it's too far gone. But I just I just don't know if like there's a such a society in which people aren't going to be attracted to these sorts of things, yeah. no matter what anybody does or says. Yeah. They're it, it, risky things, you know, yeah. there's uh, kids have done risky. I mean, and I was just talking about this the other day. It's like, yeah, I remember being in seventh grade. I remember being a teenager and yeah, this stupid was it's stupid. Yeah. And it was the nineties. So like it's, I feel like my middle school and high school experience was a cakewalk compared to what youths have to deal with today in public school with social media and Instagram and Facebook on top of peer pressures of vaping and smoking and substances and sex and alcohol and like, good Lord. It's a complete nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, It's a complete nightmare. um, But vaping is the worst of the, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> that, that's clearly the worst. That vaping makes your kids seem off. It's probably the vaping. It couldn't be the crushing off. pressure of being a yeah. youth today. Yeah, of living. Be, yeah, of just yeah. Be, yeah, of living, being a youth being today. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. It's, it's wild to vaping. It's got yeah. to be vaping. I'd be, I would be curious to be in high school. I'm, I, I was thinking that the other day. Like, I wonder what the drug drug programs are like in schools now i have legitimately have no yeah. idea like the curriculum um, no idea yeah i was like maybe that maybe that's a story i could look into uh but um yeah i legit have no, i don't even i don't even know i really don't even remember mine 
I dare in like the fifth grade, maybe. Sure, sure. Uh, but after that, I don't really remember. I mean, I remember like the lacrosse coach teaching us health, which, you know, makes yeah, sense. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, you know, it's like those are the types of people teaching these classes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember Dare. I I remember Dare pretty vividly. They talked about smoking a lot. Um, the one thing they'd always they always painted really, you know, whatever quote unquote hard drugs as right really bad. You know, really. I remember being horrified of really hard drugs like heroin or cocaine or something like that. Right. I thought, yeah, why I remember- would anybody ever do that? I you know. I was. Yeah, I remember. I weirdly remember the crack one for some reason. Yeah, the crack. Yeah, crack. Yeah, I remember the crack. One. But I mean, but the one point that they always drove home and dare, at least for me, was like, "Oh, marijuana is a gateway." You know. Oh yeah, that's a, a gateway. Big, yeah. yeah. And um, then I, after dare, you go and smoke weed, and you're like, "I don't have the desire to do any other drugs." Of course you don't. Are they lying about you know? I guess that's yeah. full of shit then. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's where the distrust starts. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean that's a whole other yeah separate fiasco. But yeah, maybe that's maybe I'll look into that actually because I am curious. I don't know anything about these yeah. drug education programs now. I can't. I um, don't know. I can't imagine they're uh, much better. No, I mean, I mean, if you just take the evidence from that FDA comic book, presumably, right? Yeah, that's everyone's <laughs> line of thinking is in par with that. Probably not, right? Um, but yeah, I can't imagine they were teaching harm reductions in schools. No. Can't even get these people um, pay attention anyway. No. Well, and it's like we know throughout history, you know, there's literally decades of numbers and data on this that prohibition doesn't work. No. Right. <laughs> but we keep I mean, trying it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I wish I had an answer for you, but I, I don't yeah, know why. No, I, I wouldn't it, expect you to. If you did, I'd why just, whoa. Continue. I mean, I think I think because it's just the easiest thing to do. It is. It's like the I default. Mean, this ironically, it's the hardest. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like the easiest thing to like do and then say you're doing something, right? You right. Know? It makes you feel good. It's a quick fix, and you can kind of pat yourself on the back a little bit. Yeah, and we solved the problem. We uh, solved the problem. I'm convinced that's what a lot of politicians, they just want to appear... Like they're cracking down on something, you know. I'm yeah. I'm hard on vaping. I am firm on vaping. I'm cracking down on this. That's who I am. That's what I do. Right. I mean, even with opioids too, it's like you know, it's like the idea of just throwing law enforcement at the problem. Yeah. Um, is oh clearly God. like not terrible the, idea. That's the worst no, just, idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's wild. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it. It just so clearly doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and it continually clearly doesn't work and it didn't work before and they're going to try it again and it's not going to work now and they'll try it in the future too. Yeah. It's, um, how do we break the cycle, Alex Norcia? I don't know. I mean, just, I'm going to keep report. I'm going to keep report, but it's like, it's not, I was just talking to another journalist the other day and it was like, yeah. um, it's funny that like, it's gonna sound odd, but it's like, I, I, I often don't feel like I'm, what I'm writing is necessarily correct. Right. Meaning that I'm like, <laughs> I'm like writing a sort of massive wrong. Uh, but I do get the feeling that like as time goes on and history, you know, looks back on all my coverage, uh, uh, that there'll be, there'll definitely be a level of vindication. Yes. Um, uh, which is like a weird feeling uh, because 
for the most part, you're just like, I'm writing a story, I'm reporting, whatever. Like right. it's, um, um, you're sort of following a, a, a trend, a narrative, whatever. Um, sure, sure. But with this, it does feel like it's constantly a sort of, um, you're fighting up against something, I guess. And like, I would think um, the person I was talking to writes a lot about, um, you know, like opioids and stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's got to be the same kind of thing where you just sort of, re- you're sort of repeating the same story over and over again. But like, uh, it's probably worth doing that because. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, everyone is so wrong yes. about it. You know what everybody, I mean? Yeah. How does everybody get it so wrong all the time? I, I don't. I mean, I think I mean the mainstream in part because they just don't have time to like follow it. Right. right? So like there's they don't, you know, they'll write about even with even so with um, Evoli. even with the even with the even with the books. Right. Like imagine. Oh. I mean, I, I danced around the idea of like trying to sell a, a, a vape book through a sort of, you know, harm reduction lens. Yeah. And anybody I talk to, it's like immediately like no one's that the market for that doesn't exist, which I'm like, whatever, you're the, you know, you're the publishing expert. But then you think like the books that do get published are two jewel books on the same date, yeah. right? Meaning that like, meaning that like it's the, the, the narrative that people are obsessed with are these sorts of like sensationalist, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, narrative driven mm-hmm. stories, which is, I mean, in a way, probably more entertaining to read, but uh, it's not helping anybody. No, it's not helping it, anybody. And it's, it's like just going to perpetuate not, misunderstanding, I think. If it's not like really, I don't know. Yeah, perpetuating misunderstanding or like if it's not any new information, then I mean, I guess if no. you don't know and then anything like, and about then like, Jewel, you could read it. Yeah, and even if you don't read even if you don't read the book and you just look at like the marketing behind this book, which I find fascinating, like you you think it's I wish I had the cover somewhere. I don't know how I put it. Um I think I've seen the cover of it. Yeah, you would I think, think it's it. like you know, I think that the other the other book like quotes Baudelaire and like the the line from um what's that stupid movie? Um the usual suspects were like the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was mm-hmm. um, you know, convincing you didn't exist. Didn't exist. Uh like it it immediate like the books them, themselves seem like evil. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that you're about to go on like this torrid journey of yeah. you know, um you know, drug addiction or whatever it is. Um, it's it's a really bizarre way to present the greatest quit smoking aid that has ever existed. You know, it's it's odd. It's it, definitely it seems odd. odd. Uh, yeah, the cover of it's black, like all black. Mm-hmm. It says big vape and kind of smoky, smoky yes, exactly. menacing. And, I'm not even, and it's like not even to say that. Uh, I don't even mean to put pick on this book. Like I'm not even saying that. Like I wouldn't read a book on Jewel because I would. Right. My point is that, like, that's the only thing that the market apparently seems interested in, right? Yeah. Um, which I don't even know if that's true, right? That's just what the publishing industry thinks. Yeah. Um, I can I can tell you. Um, yeah, it is sensationally, and honestly, Jewel being that what they are, I think that gives people 
like people whose maybe their kids uh, had started vaping under their noses or were smoking and then had vaping under their noses. I think that right. gives them like a, uh, well, that's the bad guy. Right. It wasn't me and it wasn't my kids. We're, right. we're absolved of this. No, it was, I think that's it was the, a, it was the bad guy, you know, there yeah, has to I be a bad a good, guy. I think that's a good point. Um, I think it's a good point too, but yeah, I mean, if you, from reading it, I mean, I think my, the idea that they were just sort of stupid has been right. Bolstered in my head. Doing, yeah. I, yeah. They just didn't know what they were doing. Um, which is what I kind of believed all along anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. yeah. And it, you know, and I had this weird love hate relationship with Jewel. We already talked about this, but on one hand, they're doing good things and helping smokers. And on the other hand, they're just messing things up all the time, you know? And, yeah, and, yeah. and when they pre banned all their own flavors, I was like, all right, well, fuck you then. Yeah. I mean, they just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just trying to, they're just trying to serve, they're just in survival mode. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. Which, yeah, I mean, I guess the FDA was going to ban them anyway. I mean, I, it does make sense from their standpoint, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens to flavors like down the line. Because, um, uh, yeah, flavors are going to be the hardest, even if you can defend the technology uh, and the, the efficacy or the safety or the you know, relative risks of them, the defending right. flavors is going to be the hardest hurdle to overcome. Yeah, I that that I think is true because I yeah. I do think that I th- do think that technology will get approved and then like yeah. you know the flavors you think will, um, they're I mean FDA is going to I don't think they're going to have to but I kind of feel like they're going to have to approve some flavored e liquids with VMTAs. Yeah, I would you would think there'd be some of them. I mean, I just don't. Someone's going to get through. Yeah, and I just don't know. I don't know what they consider like kid friendly anymore i really don't have any i can't wrap my head around it that's just i think especially nowadays that's just a bullshit made up term that doesn't mean anything yeah um because as an aging gen xer i a a lot of stuff that would appeal to youths right uh, that would appeal to me sure i mean come on i like vintage nostalgia throwback stuff i'd love to have you know an old sega genesis that looks it's a vape or something like this right that shit appeals to me man yeah no, I know what you mean. So, um, what appeals to kids? What, what, how can you possibly say that a flavor in particular appeals to only a person of a certain age? That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I think you just say that, right? I mean, I think, <laughs> right? That's what I think happens. I think you just say like, "That's a kid flavor," and then you're like, "Okay, well, from now um, on, strawberry is a kid flavor." Everybody, write this down. Yeah, strawberry I mean, from the, now on, it's only for kids. Yeah, the fruit. I don't know. I mean, now we're just guessing, but right? Like, <laughs> like I don't. I don't think mangoes a fruit flavor or like a kid flavor in some way, right? Like, but no, I don't. I don't. It's got to be more than menthol, right? Yeah. I mean, on the scale, on the spectrum, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see, but I'm excited to witness it. It's gonna be. uh, It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a weird ride, man. I mean, where do we go from here, Alex Narcia? You mean like what? um, what happens? Oh man! Oh, yeah. what My theory on what happens next. What's next? Na- what happens next? Let's, let's. All all the big all the big companies are approved. So all the ones you think of, Enjoy Blue, right? Uh, Jewel. Okay. Flavors, um, flavored pods, uh, or flavored liquids? I think down the line, yes. Maybe not immediately, okay. right? Because um, like, if you think logically, the easiest thing to do would just be to get like the basic flavors through, right? The ones that 
quote unquote, don't appeal to children. Sure, tobacco. Get the technology through. And then, and then once they do that, um, I'd be curious to see, I don't know what the sort of health organizations will say, right? You would think they then have to be on board with it. Yeah. Um, I would think Bloomberg and company will continue to um, shout about the flavors. Yeah. Right. That yeah. don't, they do not want the flavors. Um, but I don't know if they'll, I don't know what they'll do if, I mean, I think they have to know deep down this will get approved. So I don't, um, I think they'll just move on to the next thing. Like I said earlier, like, you know, here are these children vaping, whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever vapeable thing you're able to again, buy at a head shop. It's the vaping uh, is a verb thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, and they'll move on to that. And then, uh, We'll yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. a, a shell of what we used to have as a vape industry. Yeah, it'll definitely it'll they'll they'll still be a vape industry. But yeah, I mean that's yeah. the ironic thing too is that they they go on clamoring about big tobacco and then just give them the entire and market. then just give them the entire market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's let's but ra- I think rag but on I, big tobacco, but make the regulations so that only big tobacco could possibly comply. But you also yeah, I mean logically too, it's like they're got to be easier to control and pay attention to, right? Then yeah. Um, they are I mean, kind of already know, have that relationship. Yeah. Like if you think of it in that way, um, I'm not justifying it, but it, it makes sense from their point of view. It even makes if, some weird, sick sense. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think your craft beer analogy is a, a decent one. Yeah. I, I that's right. something I hold on to. I, and yeah. I, I think about like that. Yeah. Vaping will just end up being like a crafty beer type of type of thing for adults to enjoy if they want to enjoy nicotine that tastes like banana bread and they can yeah, get I mean, a fancy crafty banana bready beer or banana bready vape and whatever yeah especially especially if you can't like mail this stuff now it's like yeah. you're gonna have to go into the store shop it's almost gonna have to be more lounges. of a yeah cigar lounge type place mm-hmm. i would think right um mm-hmm. which will be like yeah you can vape in here and you know have a beer and yeah. Um, yeah, almost like a hookah lounge, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I think it's going to be that. And I, and that's what I'm holding on to. You know, I'm looking forward to that. I'll meet you there. All right. Yeah. We'll go. We'll, we'll good. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you at that place. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever that place. is, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a fun time getting there. Um, well, shit, Alex Nursey, I don't want to take your whole day, man, but, uh, no, you're good, dude. It's been, okay. it's been fun chatting. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to hang out and chat with me today. What's on the horizon for Alex Norcia? Uh, I have a few, uh, I'm going to do a story about synthetic nicotine soon. Oh, um, I'm fast. I'm a, interested in that. Which I'll is be a fun looking one. forward um, to that. Yeah. I have to, I should respond to the people I'm supposed to talk to today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I have a few random, um, things I'm working. It's all filter related. Um, sure. Sure. Uh, China announced like new proposed vaping regulations. So I'm trying to. I got a contact at S'more, the big vape company in China. Oh, yeah, so yeah, S'more. I've been watching their stock recently. Yeah, yeah, that's going whoo, up yeah, and down. Up yeah. and down. So um, I do something on that. And then I'm supposed to do a Brexit THR story at some point. because Oh, interesting. Um, they're saying, ironically enough, that Brexit might actually help. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. THR because they're not under EU yeah. regulations anymore. So I can do something on that. And then, yeah, just a bunch of other random. And I'm reviewing these jewel books now. Not for filter, but um, okay. Um, it'll be an uh, I'll let it be a surprise, but it'll be a uh, 
a leftier magazine. Let's let's uh, oh okay say that. So oh, okay. I'll figure out how I can couch my angle. But um, yeah, and that's basically it. And then I'm just I'm I'm chilling here. I work New York hours, so by the time the day is uh, the day ends here at like two o'clock. Yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One o'clock. I'm done. That's good. You like it out here on the east on the on the west coast? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I'm I'm getting used to the pace of it, but it definitely suits me. And um, yeah, I like it. A lot I'm, of ways. I'm I'm California born and raised West Coast dude, so perfect. I'm always proud yeah. of the West Coast. <laughs> exactly. No, I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's great out here. Well, shit. Thank you again, Alex yeah, Norcia. Um, people can find you all over the place, right? Twitter, Alex Norcia. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll put Twitter. links all over the place where you guys can track down Alex Norcia. And follow him and uh, read all of his. Uh, he's very prolific, you know, so you can read all of his uh, articles and the such as. But, um, dude, thanks, man. Appreciate I'll it. Talk thank to you. you so much. Yeah, we'll talk very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. One more huge thank you to Mr. Alex Norcia. Be sure to follow him on Twitter. I'll post a link down in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's Alex Norcia on Twitter. Um, Thanks again so much, everybody, for listening. Remember, no matter what any billionaire rich philanthropist tells you, vaping is at least 95% less uh, harmful for you than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes, and it'll help smokers uh, transition away from combustion better than patches, gums, or pills. At least that's what the science shows, you know. Who am I to go against science? But uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Let's keep on vaping.